Hey, welcome to Simone Shay. I'm Sydney. I'm Shu. And tonight we're talking to you about DMT. Yeah. Dick my titties. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, what? I studied all about dick in my titties. <laughs> All the videos I've watched, I feel (laughs) cheated. Your husband was like, hey, can you stop watching porn? We're out at dinner. And you said, it's show research. And when we get home, I need you to dick my titties. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Uh, I... uh, All right, we've been been playing. We're just kidding, guys. DMT Um, is not that. No. Okay, what we're really talking about today is dimethyltryptamine. Uh, You had it. I had it. It, I just got a little caught up, but anyways. Dimethyltryptamine. Yes, and that is a tryptamine molecule which occurs in many plants and animals. Yep. And um, it can be consumed as a powerful psychedelic drug. Yes. So. Um, yeah, it naturally occurs in, um, we know that it occurs in mammals and uh, some plants, and it can be extracted to uh, use as a drug. Yes, I read that it was first synthesized in 1931 by German chemist Richard Helmuth Frederick Mansk. Okay. Or Mansky. So that was the first time it was synthesized in a lab, but it's been used for a long time in uh, ayahuasca, which is Mm -hmm. a whole nother episode. But when people do ayahuasca ceremonies, um, one of the ingredients in ayahuasca tea is always a plant that has DMT in it. And they pair that with other substances called MAOI inhibitors. And that's what gives you ayahuasca so people have been tripping on it for a long time Uh but it's kind of new to um, be able to synthesize it or um, do like an extraction Mm -hmm. yes so yeah exciting it's it's so exciting because historically it's been used for ritual purposes but in today's times it's just used to party it's not used to party people want to party people do want to party um no it's really not a party drug um because it is is it a disassociative it has a disassociative effect so it is um actually it's kind of a classic uh psychedelic drug it acts on the same um, brain circuits as uh, psilocybin, a.k.a. magic mushrooms. So it's very um, functionally similar to psilocin and psilocybin. Um, It's just a shorter, way more intense trip. And Mm -hmm. um, part of that is that you do disassociate and sometimes go out of your body. Yeah. Um, But you end up in a totally new reconstructed reality unlike Uh disassociatives where you're just disassociated but you're still kind of in this realm okay i see what i see what you're saying it's really hard to articulate a lot of these articles about dmt also said it's very hard to articulate these experiences yes yeah i did come across that so i read that in the 1960s it was known as the businessman's trip yeah because like you said um it comes on fast and intense but it lasts for short amount of times so instead of doing like lsd which is like you know hours long Mm -hmm. they would just take 
DMT, have a short trip, and then get back to work. Yeah, it. Uh, if you smoke it or inject it, the trip is only five to fifteen minutes. Right. So yeah, that is a. I always say that I I love mushrooms. I don't get to take mushrooms as often as I would like. Um, just because I don't have the time to do it. Yeah. Um. So it makes sense that they would call it the businessman's trip. Yeah. Um. If you ingest it like orally, like as an ayahuasca, that is going to take that's a several hours long trip yes um the fun thing about it is that it has uh it does time they call it time dilation uh-huh where even though you're only tripping for let's say 10 minutes it can feel like an entire day yeah that's efficient yeah that's freaky yeah um it's i read some really fun things about it um I was like, I think I would try this drug. Oh. Um, because depending on the dose, like the effects depend on how high of a dose you're going to take. So uh-huh. like if you take a very low dose, you'll feel some calming effects, but you're not going to hallucinate. And then there's like intense hallucinations. And then there's a level where you feel that you are able to um, commune with and all with a, another intelligent life form. Yes. So you can talk to aliens. Um, uh-huh. There's people have said that they feel super intelligent mm-hmm. and um, emotionally detached from yes. others. So it's like you said, it's kind of like they're, I can see a new dimension mm-hmm. and I'm talking to those people in it. And when I come back, it's, it's very strange because everything I knew before is not what I know now. Yeah. Um, so I'm a big fan of Shane Moss, who's a comedian, and he does a podcast called Here We Are. Mm-hmm. And on that podcast, basically while he's touring with stand-up, he uh, makes appointments to interview scientists at different universities wherever he's traveling around the country. And it's a great podcast because you just have so many fascinating uh, researchers and scientists on and um, Shane Moss is also a big fan of psychedelics, and his last tour and stand-up special, A Good Trip, was about his experience with psychedelics. Um, but he's done DMT over 100 times. Oh, wow. And so he's talked about it a lot on the show. And he said when he was first given the drug and told to do it that you're going to do one bong rip and you're going to want to quit, but you got to do that second. And when you do the second – you're going to think that you can't like hold the bong and suck anymore, but you need to do it right away. It takes three bong rips of DMT. And he's like, it's true because I did the two and I was kind of tripping and it was fun. But when I tried it again, I did the three and that's when it was almost like my reality unzipped. Yeah. And I went into this totally different reality where you feel it's a it's a full fleshed out world. It's just not the one you're familiar with. And it's very common for people to say that the beings there act as though they were expecting you. Yeah. And they're like, hey, you're here. And you run into different beings. A lot of people report machine elves or elves or little people um, or just (laughs) mongoloids, which I know. Is not the correct term, but it was written in it Wikipedia. Was in, yeah. Um, um, yeah. So Terrence McKenna, who's the ethnobotanist who was all about mushrooms, 
uh, and he's the one who coined five grams in a dark room, the heroic dose. Mm -hmm. He's the one who came up with the name machine elves. Nice. So, yeah, you see these beings and um, a lot of people report that when they do DMT multiple times, it's almost like they have a continuing storyline in this other world. Where it's like, whoa, where have you been? You're back. And like some people will say like, I have a wife there or Uh which is just bananas. Yeah. It's very bizarre, but I find it very intriguing. Yeah. Um, Some people think it's you're actually going to another dimension Uh and that this drug is transporting you to this other dimension. And other people think it's a creation in your mind. The... The reason people tend to think it's another dimension is because users have very similar, they meet very similar characters and have yeah. similar experiences. Like everyone sees there's like a blue lady there. Oh, okay. And they see this blue lady. Um, and people who don't know anything about what to expect will see her. And it's like, well, it wasn't, the idea wasn't implanted in their mind. So why would, if this wasn't a true yeah. other dimension, why would they be running into this lady? Yeah, I find that really fascinating. I think that um, it might be a different dimension. Um, I'm kind of open to it, which I know is, for listeners of the show, I never believe anything. Yeah. But why not? I would tend to think that it's a manifestation of our collective unconscious, that we have similar back-end programming, and so we're going to have similar experiences. Uh-huh. Um, I did like, because they don't quite know like where it is um where it's manufactured like we know that it's in the body right and they found it in human cerebrospinal fluid and we don't necessarily know what causes our bodies to release this endogenous DMT that we have inside of us like we know the body makes it it's in there somehow but what triggers its release we don't know uh-huh. um but there's a theory that people who claim to have um ufo encounters yeah that they're actually experiencing their bodies just releasing this dmt and they're tripping balls and then they're like i was up in the spaceship i mean that would explain a lot yeah it would explain those ladies who think they have uh, alien babies on the cloud that they go visit yes and it's like no girl your dmt is just off the chain it's off the chain um yeah i think uh I okay. Someone told me that it is the thing that is released when you die, uh-huh. and what creates a sense of euphoria and takes the fear mm-hmm. away when you die, and that um, the more you use DMT, the less you have for when you die. Um, that is an urban legend. Yes. It's not true. Um, like we can't even naturally release it. Well, we don't know how. We don't know how or why. Uh-huh. It, I mean, it would appear that we have it in us and maybe some people releases will happen, but we don't know the what causes that. Yeah. Like we can't just be like, I want my DMT. Yeah. Give it to me. Beep, beep. I wish that were true. Yeah, me too. But, but uh, so just saying, if you take it, like, don't be afraid that when you die, that you're not you're going to be like so fully aware. Yeah, you probably won't. Yeah, they don't. Uh, so I had thought before doing the research for this show. I had thought it was true that it was the chemical your body released when you died. And that's what accounted for near-death experiences. And it might be because when people come back from a near-death experience and they say they saw heaven, it is theorized that that is a DMT release. 
and the heaven they saw was just this DMT trip, but it is not known. There is no evidence to support or prove that. So we do, we don't know that that's what's happening when people uh-huh. have near death near death experiences. Um, but yeah, don't be don't worry about shooting your wad um, and not having any for when you die. Because when you smoke it, you're not getting it's not releasing your natural DMT. You're absorbing the chemical yeah form. Um, and maybe the people who are going to this different dimension, like maybe that is heaven, like mm-hmm. what quote unquote heaven, whatever you go to after you die. And they're just like accessing it earlier than, you know, they would yeah, naturally. And then when they die, the blue lady's like, yo, what up? You're here for life. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're no longer dabbling. Party, 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 party. I hope that's what it's like. I mean, I would hope so. Um, okay. So uh, I was looking for side effects of uh-huh. DMV. DM, DMV. Side effects of the DMV may include long lines, uncomfortable <laughs> plastic chairs that are supposedly shaped like the human ass. <laughs> I hate a molded plastic chair. It's never the shape of uh, anyone's body. The DMV, am I right? Am I right? Uh, I have a friend I had. We're not still in touch. Okay. I had a friend who worked at the DMV, and it was a really great hookup because if I needed anything, mm. which I did because I had recently moved back into state and had to change license yeah. and whatever – um, rather than having to wait in line, he would, I'd bring him lunch and he would just help me on his lunch break, Oh, which is nice. And then he would also flash me his penis before going back into the building. <laughs> and it seemed like <laughs> if you ask yourself, which is better? Yeah. Waiting for hours at the seeing DMV. Penis, like I'm just yeah. going to answer it. Buying a pizza and seeing a penis. Yeah. And I would rather buy a pizza and see a penis. I agree. <laughs> I would do that too. <laughs> just going to get me my driver's license faster. Right. Come on. Yeah. Um, oh. Also, he would sometimes text me with just stories of customers at the DMV and they were yeah. always just ridiculous. Oh, I bet. Like, sir, I can't accept these papers. Why not? Because they're covered in wet blood and you're actively bleeding from your hand. Oh but if you'd like, God. we can get you some Band-Aids and you can try again. Ew. Uh, yeah, it was something. Uh. Okay. Uh, side effects of DMT. Yes. It elevates your blood pressure, uh-huh. your heart rate. <laughs> I think I know where you're going. It dilates your pupils <laughs> and it increases your rectal temperature. <laughs> I wrote... Just the rectal temperature one down. I was like, fuck everything else. Your butthole is going to be so warm. Your butthole is getting hot. <laughs> I'm feeling hot, hot, hot. Um, it's getting hot in here. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was a really funny way to say it. Because when they take your temperature rectally, yeah. it's supposed to be your whole body temperature. <laughs> oh, so they could have said like body temperature. They could have just said your temperature, your body temperature. Yeah. Not just specifically no. your rectal it's temperature. Only your butt. Only your butt gets hot. Well, I can't mess around with that. <laughs> oh, I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Late lately, I'm gonna be real with you, girl. Lately, the hemorrhoid situation, uh, not great. Oh, really? No. I haven't looked in a mirror. I bet it looks fine. Yeah. But my butt feels like Louis Armstrong's face looks like it looks like it's ready to play some fucking jazz. Uh, Anyways, 
My coworker told me about some uh, hemorrhoid wipes. Yes. Oh, they're called Tux. Yes. And they're Tux supposed medicated. to be very soothing. Um, I'm gonna try them. Yeah. The- hemorrhoid ointments just like soothe them and protect them but they don't cure them the only way to get rid of them is surgery right and uh i like having surgery it's great you get time off work and you get to take that good michael jackson propofol shit like that's fun and all but also the copays are really expensive yes and uh i have not paid off getting my tubes tied so i'm like not ready to have butthole surgery again also butthole surgery really sucks Uh um because you know you have to poop and uh, oh. pooping through an open wound is they not. They give you suppositories. They're like, don't poop for the first three days. No, they want you to start pooping right oh, away. They do? Because the longer you go without pooping, oh. the harder your poop will be when it comes out and it'll rip you open. Oh, so shit. they need you to be pooping often and softly. And <laughs> uh, the last time I had surgery on my ass, I got my medical marijuana card. And I was just smoking weed on the toilet and crying afterwards. <laughs> that was... What I did there is I just uh, smoked a lot of weed on the toilet and was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, mm. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So, that's anyways, so I'm surprised how much hemorrhoids come up in my life for like, I've never had one, but I just end up talking to people about it all the time. I just hate hemorrhoids are one of those things where. Everyone gets them. And yeah. most people. It's a matter of time. It is a matter of time. And most people have them at some point in their life. Some people don't know because they're internal and whatever. Everyone gets hemorrhoids. It is yeah. a matter of fact. And like, especially being sedentary, sitting at a desk job makes you at higher risk for them. Like, yeah. everything about the American lifestyle makes you, it puts you at risk. At risk. Um, hemorrhoids. And so they're one of those things like nipple hairs where people are like, oh, no, I don't have hemorrhoids i'm like bitch you have hemorrhoids did you have a baby then you have hemorrhoids yeah because apparently being pregnant really mm -hmm. does it i think that's what's gonna happen to me that's when i'll get my first one oh you'll blossom like a fucking it's gonna look like an inner tube back there oh god yeah and i didn't know like just how girls get their period during puberty like boys usually get hemorrhoids oh really like you know uh between 17 and like 21 they're getting their first hemorrhoids uh, and uh usually it's because they don't know how to poop gently like they push too hard yeah um because that can bring them on too but you have no idea how happy it made me when i like walked into my backyard one day and my husband and a group of his friends were all hanging out and they're all discussing like their hemorrhoids and uh-huh. what like what the best way to deal with it was and i was like wait you all have gotten hemorrhoids and they're all like yeah like around like it all started around the same time for them and i was like it's like the boys period oh my god makes me so happy you're dealing with horrible body issues together like thank god yeah they don't get off scot-free no they don't uh yeah i never had them i mean i had crohn's disease problems i never had them until i took a uh type of birth control yasmin that has a diuretic Mm. effect and so i was so dehydrated while i was on it no matter how much water i drank that my Uh. my poops were too hard oh and it it ravaged my anus and i just feel like it's something i may never come back from i'm gonna sue the makers of yasmin to it because every time i get a sext from someone where they mention they're like oh i want to eat your ass i'm like do you know my ass yeah like you i you don't know my ass, but no one should eat it. Like, 
again, it might look fine, yeah. but my insecurities about what it might look like, like just stay, keep your mouth away from my ass. And why is everyone, why is that like a thing now? I don't know. Honestly, I don't think anyone should eat anyone's ass just mm. like health wise. Yeah, like, it's risky. Let's stay in the front and stay away from the back. Yeah. Um, But, you know. If you're going to do it, I'm also not going to judge you, but it's just, you're be, you're risking. You're being risky. You're being risky. And yeah, it just blows my mind that that is anyone under, let's say, 40. No, because I know someone who's like 47 now mm-hmm. who's like, that's their thing. I don't know. I feel like people try it at least once they get into it and some people they like it and some people are like yeah no, i tried it i don't like it i've just encountered a lot of men who like that is their thing that they just huh. they're like oh i want to eat your ass i bet you have such a cute ass no. i'm just like i don't i don't have sex often enough to try to get next level with it yeah. you know what i'm saying That's like so weird i don't i think it's they watch a lot of porn and so it needs to be more and more taboo uh-huh. um much like we talked about on incest where right. people just they're kind of desensitized so they have to go into more and more taboo extreme territory but i don't watch porn or have sex that often so uh-huh. like i don't really need to get I don't need to get fancy like yeah. that. And also just stay away from my ass. Cause I mean, it feels really good. I I have had a guy eat my butthole and it feels lovely. But also <sighs> it's hard to just enjoy because it's just like, is everything okay? Is everything going Is everything okay? okay down there? Is it? And I've had someone do it and they were very good at it. And I was... I'd been drinking, so I was very, I was, like, more accepting, being like, yeah, Yeah. you want to, but, like, first of all, as a woman, it made me feel very dangerous. Like, I'm like, you're playing with my asshole and my pussy, and I don't want to get a UTI, and this is, that's how UTIs happen. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I don't want to get an infection in my bladder or my vagina, so this is, like, dangerous, right, for you to be whatever and also i just was like i think you're getting more pleasure out of this than i am uh-huh. this is fine because i'm drunk but i'm not gonna have an orgasm and yet you might be coming just eating my ass and i'm so confused oh. and i think that we should probably never have sex again because i don't like this yeah um anyways <laughs> dmt am i right <laughs> Am I right? Really uh, get you talking about buttholes. Yeah. Um, so uh, I made a list. Uh, so it's listed as non-addictive and non-toxic. Right. Which is most psychedelic drugs, even though they're Schedule 1 in the U.S., there aren't really dangerous or addictive. Yeah. Um, but there are some danger, there ways that it can be dangerous. Oh, okay. Um, which is if you mix it with other stuff. Oh, yeah. So don't you can't take it if you're on SSRIs, which okay. is a class of antidepressant. Mm-hmm. You can't take it if you're on blood pressure medication, uh, diet pills, antisuppressants, uh, anything for asthma, allergies, or sinuses that contains dextromethorphan. Okay. Uh, no central nervous system depressants, which is Xanax and Valium. Which, by the way. Those are really dangerous. Yeah. Those are super dangerous and people take them willy-nilly and just don't fucking mix those things with anything. Right. Because if you mix them with like alcohol, you will die. You can stop breathing and it's super dangerous. Yeah. Um, okay. Don't take uh, DMT with vasodilators, antipsychotics, barbiturates, alcohol, cocaine, amphetamines, opiates, 
nutmeg, uh, mescaline, kratom, kava, 5-MeO-DMT, which is a lab-synthesized version okay. of DMT. Um, so, yeah, don't – just basically don't mix it with anything. And if you're on psych meds, you shouldn't take yeah. uh, DMT. Um, the good news, uh-huh. not detected in drug tests. Oh. So we'll put that – we'll file that away next to LSD and mushrooms that you – if you have a job where you're drug tested, you're fine. You're fine. You're good. Um. And I feel like this is the type of drug where you're probably only going to want to do it like once or twice in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, even though like that guy you said has done it over a hundred yeah. times. But um, I've, I found someone I know who has tried it. Oh. And I said, is there anything you'd like to add to the conversation? Uh-huh. And they said, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then they said it can really make you question the state of reality. Okay. And if we are actually living in reality because, like we said, that whole going to a different yeah. dimension thing kind of leaves you coming back thinking like, well, is any of this even real? Or is that real? Or yeah. like, what is what? Yeah. Um, like it can psychologically change a person. Um, yeah, that's the thing is, so it doesn't actually change your brain in terms of like causing a permanent brain change, but it can cause a change in you because it's such an intense spiritual experience that you might question reality. Yeah. Um, so it's not like going to make you go crazy. No. Um, um, yeah, this person said that they had a friend who did, um, who had a really bad acid trip. mm -hmm. And so they started using DMT instead. And they said that, um, even after using the DMT, it, it didn't make it any better. And they seemed like not quite like the same person they were. I can see that. Because they just got really like out there well in the way that um doing magic mushrooms just once increases your openness rating on a personality uh inventory Uh i assume that also doing dmt will do that if you might be a very closed off person and you have something that rips you have these hardwired neural pathways and you've just always been stuck thinking the same way and you have something that forcibly rips you away from your tried and true beliefs it is going to make you a different person um i mean in the same way that i I don't consider myself i mean i am for the most part the same person i've always been but i think that i've been vastly changed since i started doing mushrooms Uh i think that's definitely made me a more open and less uh serious person for sure (laughs) Um, and so I would assume that DMT does that. Yeah. Uh, a friend a friend of ours had a friend who was always very depressed, very suicidal, had tried to kill themselves. And they did DMT once. And she said it's like they became – they were just like nothing bothered them anymore. Like they never slipped back into that darkness because whatever they experienced, op- like it – I don't know. It shook them loose or something and uh-huh. made them – I don't know. They, they became not a depressive. Yeah. So that's cool. Totally. Mm-hmm. It changes you. Changes you, man. I would try it. Would you try it? Oh, yeah. I've been trying to try it. I might do it tomorrow. 
Oh, really? I someone someone got some for me. Okay. Uh like a month ago and it was someone I wasn't super close to and didn't really I don't know. I was worried about you you're very vulnerable when you do a powerful drug. Yeah. And um for me especially because I don't like losing control like I don't know. But anyways, I'm going to hang out with this person tomorrow and I'm going to ask them if they still have it. Uh-huh. And we'll see. Um, I also have someone else because apparently there are people who vape it, like who yeah. have made it into vape pens. And I've been trying to get a hold of that because I know someone who knows someone. But I've been Ooh. trying to make this happen for a while because I really want to do it. Oh, okay. I feel like sometimes, because I generally take very small doses of mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like the last time I tripped really hard, I kind of bought it. Yeah. And so I think DMT would be really cool because I feel like there's no fighting it. If you do your three bong rips or whatever, that's like, no, you're going to another dimension, bitch. You're going <laughs> to meet gonna, these elves. Seriously, the blue lady, and there's nothing that you can do about yeah, it. Yeah. I, and I kind yeah. of need, I think I need a psychedelic drug that doesn't give uh-huh. me an option to fight the trip. Totally. So. Yeah. And really, like, how can you come back not changed after seeing elves? You're right. like. No, they were waiting for me. What if I get addicted? They told me some shit. What? What if you get? What if I get addicted to it in the same way that I went to Disneyland once and then had to get an annual pass and go every (laughs) two months, and then I'm just like, no, there's this place that's so cool. I want to go there all the time. No, you don't understand. There's all these elves, and they're like happy to see me, and it's just like, just it's just another thing that I'm like, there is a place I can go that is fun. Yeah, um, Simone Che will get a lot more interesting because yeah. I'm sure you'll go on rants about your elves and your blue lady and all the fun you yeah, have. Yeah, it'll get real weird. Oh, Sydney, like, I don't know how long I can t- handle this. You'll love it. I'll have to come along for the ride. Yeah, you will. Exactly. Well, yeah, we can do it together. Oh, okay. We just, we do DMT together and we just end up in this other dimension having the same conversation. <laughs> Yo, look at these elves. Turns out they love Simone Che in the other dimension. They're, they're all listeners and they all submitted photos for horny season. <laughs> they're our biggest fans. Yeah. Oh, uh, Jesus. Um, yeah. So I think this is a drug that we're like firmly in support of. Yeah, we're for it. We're Give it a try. Let us know let, what's happening. Share it with us. I mean, not really because this is an entertainment program. Yeah, like we're not actually telling you to go do drugs and we do not um, hold ourselves responsible for anything our listeners may do. And we ourselves do not do drugs. No, but, you know, if we did, we'd say go do them. Yes, if we if if it was, a you know, whatever, whatever. If I knew if I knew where to get drugs, that'd be maybe I'd have to think about it, but I don't know where to get them. <laughs> And I don't know how to do them. And it's just like, uh, I just do this entertainment podcast. I love how we go through this every every drug episode. Uh, we just need to pre-record a little, like, <gasps> release statement or whatever. Yeah, a legal disclaimer. Yes, that's what it is. The things said in Simone J podcast are for entertainment purposes only. Yeah. That's Please the- be advised that drugs can be dangerous and yes. are illegal. Yes. Uh, DMT is illegal in like every single country. It is. I read in Canada it's a Schedule 3 drug. And I was like, why? I don't know. I don't know either. Well, because you, you can't control people if 
they question the nature of their reality. That's true. Oh, I also read that um, there was a, um, let's see, let me look at my notes. Uh, there was a study conducted for five years at the University of New Mexico by Rick Strassman. Oh, yes. Uh, they injected uh, DMT in people mm-hmm. and all of them uh, perceived alien uh, entities. Yep. And uh, I guess that's all I wrote down about that one. <laughs> they studied like the doses and like how each dose affected a person. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, like the highest dose, they encountered other entities. And um, I think that's when they realized that there's a totally different dimension that we could be living in because uh-huh. all the people are talking about the same types of entities. Yeah. So. Um, God, yeah, we need to we need to try this and report back because yeah. that'll be really cool. Now that I've busted the myth of like your life source, yeah, whatever, um, I'm down because I did not want to use any of my my own DMT yeah. that I will release when I die. If that's what you release, mm-hmm. I need that. Yeah. But, but now that you know that yeah. it's not going to harm you in that game way. Game on. Game on. Let's do this. Hey, bada, bada, bada. Hey, bada, bada. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bada, bada, bada. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, uh, yeah. I, uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. Hey, batter, batter. I, I was probably going to say, hey, batter, batter, but I was talking about cake batter, and it's because I wanted to lick the bowl. Ooh. Oh, God. The yeah. simple pleasures of youth. Oh. Picture it. that spoon. Oh. It was always the spatula. Yeah. Because then you can get that bowl clean. Yep. Or like when they use the mixer and then give you the little mixy things oh, that yeah. pop off. Yeah, those are the best. And they're all awkwardly shaped. So your tongue, you're just like, uh, 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 like all over the place. Which is heaven when you're a kid, but you're not looking at it. You're doing it. <laughs> if you see a child or grown adult licking the um, whisk yes. like of an electric beater clean, <laughs> yeah. it's so ugly. It's so awkward. It's just like, all yeah. All those curves. And all those curves and all those and edges. Crannies. Yeah, I don't. Maybe it could be sexy. Uh, maybe if an adult does it, it could be sexy. But when she'll, I hate children are always like licking things in weird I know. ways. They're gross. They just give them weird candy where they're like, yeah, you put, you lick <laughs> this and you put it in this bag of sugar and oh, then you I lick it off those. Those lick them sticks. But it's not, it's not uh, pretty to watch. No, well, and the thing with kids too is they have no control. So they're always all like super drooly Ugh. and like just extra like liquidy everywhere yeah and it's like oh you're all sticky and gross and you have like boogers and saliva running down <laughs> your chin like what is happening to you you just fluids uh, everywhere oh have do you ever see little kids with like the their upper lips all crusty and like discolored it's dried snot yeah and it's like oh someone wipe that kid's fucking face man i get this is really embarrassing I have allergies and my nose just like runs sometimes. And um, I will often see that I have like crusty stuff like in my nostrils. Oh, yeah. And I try to stay on top of it. I try to tissue my nose. But then I'll like I'll I'll go and I'll see just a crust around the nostril. And it looks like I'm either a little kid or a coke addict. (laughs) And it's all I just wonder how long has that been there? Has everyone being like, what is up with this bitch in her nose? I also have nose hairs and I pluck them as best as I can, 
but I can't keep up with these bitches, and I feel like that's a bad situation. <laughs> you need to get one of those razors. Oh, what? That, like it's like a electric razor, and you put it in your nose, and oh. it cuts all the hair for you. I got my dad one for his birthday. One I need year. one of those. It's for like your ears and your nose. Yeah. That's what I need. I'll register for one on our Amazon page. <laughs> okay. Because the nose hair sitch is real. And I, so- I sometimes won't notice in the house. And then when I leave, I'll check my rearview mirror in my car. And I'm like, oh, good Lord, DeLorean. Yeah. It's just like, why? Like, why? I'm not an old man. Yeah. I'm a young woman. Well, that's what, like, sometimes I'll go to clean my septum ring. Mm-hmm. And it's just like on underneath it. It's so crusted. Oh. From, it's like a booger catcher. <laughs> It's so gross. <laughs> it's all baseball analogies. Hey, better, 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 better. Booga catch <laughs> I love baseball. Do you like playing baseball? I don't like watching it, but I like playing it. I like playing most sports. Really? Mm-hmm. I Who like any knew? activity. Who knew we were so sporty? We should get like a, a group of friends together and go play a game of baseball. I mean, I'm totally into that. I did that for my 21st birthday was it? I don't know. One of my birthdays, we like went and played baseball. Really? Or maybe it was kickball. I don't know. It was at a field. Um, I used to occasionally go to the batting cages. That is fun. I feel now I might be scared because they they go fast. They go fast. Um, but yeah, if you get hit, you get a free popcorn. Is that true? No. <laughs> Does a giant was. baseball hit you right? Right between the tits, and all you get is a free small popcorn. <laughs> like, hey, we're real sorry. You did sign that waiver, so you can't sue us, you but did. here's a free popcorn. You did step in the middle. Of the- yeah, you just stood there, and you held the bat down at your side, so I don't really know what to tell you. Um, yeah, no, I like any activity. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we should do that. We should. We'll get a big wiffle ball bat so maybe we should do some dmt and go play baseball in the other dimension <gasps> what if i found out i was really good at baseball Holy in the shit. other dimension i just want to live a double life yeah i'm kind of a moral person and i don't do it in reality but uh-huh. it'd be really fun okay picture this a world in which i'm in a relationship yes i know it's weird <laughs> um so but you know everyone gets that little itch where you're like I don't, what would it be like? Like, what would it be like if I had, you know how people will Facebook their exes, you know, and be like, what if I'd stayed with them? They'll look up their high school sweetheart and been like, should I have stayed with them? What would my life be like? But if I'm ever in a relationship, um, never, uh, and I feel restless and I want to play the what if game, I'm just going to smoke DMT and go into the other dimension because your spouse can't be mad at you. If in this machine elf world, you happen to have a spouse. That's true. Because it's not real. And it ain't cheating if it's in another dimension. I think that's how it works. I feel like that's perfect. (laughs) I feel like this is the best thing you can do if you feel um, that seven-year itch or whatever. Like, don't, don't. Don't ever think about how the grass is greener on the other side because it, it really isn't. It's like, not. It's really easy when you've been with the same person for a long time to go, oh, man, if I were single, I'd be schmanging all these babes. You, you wouldn't, wouldn't be. You wouldn't be. Like, they don't want to schmang you. And also, if you actually went on dates with them, you'd be not attracted to them. 
So just don't even worry about it. Just smoke some DMT and go have like an elf fantasy life. Yeah. Because that is not being dishonest to your spouse. We have decided. Yes. It, Simone Che ruling. We hit the gavel. <laughs> bing, bing. Uh We just start wearing uh, ro- judges' robes when Ooh, we record like this that. with our berets. <laughs> and then, and then we're like, we don't know how it evolved into a cult. Five <laughs> years down the line, where was it the berets? Was it the judges' robes? <laughs> was it the Monchichi dolls? Was it the Monchichi dolls that we called our children? <laughs> what was the turning point? We'll never know. We'll never know. No one will ever know. Oh. Um. All right. So I don't know. Do we have anything else to say about DMT? Not really. It seems like a pretty cool drug. Um. It seems pretty interesting. And if anyone would like to share their experience, please email us at simonechepodcast at gmail.com and we will read it on air. Yeah. And if you want to um, learn more about it, there are so many great podcasts out there about DMT Joe Rogan's done some great interviews with um, scientist people about DMT. Shane Moss on Here We Are. Um, Aubrey Marcus talks about it on his podcast. Like there's a lot out there where you can get a scientist prattling on. Um, And uh, yeah, we had a scientist booked, but you know, our plans fell through things happen things happen and i don't want to really talk about it exactly so kind of boring actually it's like really boring running a podcast like oh we got to book all these guests and (laughs) scientists and oh you want to talk about da 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 yeah (laughs) what you want to come to our studio and they're just kind of intimidated because it's so professional and it's like it's it is daunting to want to be you know you have to, to put the headphones on and talk into a microphone and it's just not everyone's ready for that. Not everyone has had media training like us. <laughs> so it's I understand and we just do the best that we can. That's right. And we hope you guys have a super excellent happy hump day. <laughs> <laughs>